so we're going to take a look at a few things in the video. Again, this is um, Kirk Cameron. Uh, Kirk Cameron's Engage, Five Practical Lessons for Raising Your Kids in a Social Media Generation. And he actually has five lessons. We've done five lessons, but the first one was an overview. So one of the lessons, which is uh, talks about history, uh, we're not doing. So uh, after looking at it and thinking about it and everything, if you would like to see that, just go back on to Right Now Media and you can, you can uh, Lighthouse members, you guys can watch that video uh, from there. Uh, but I wanted to cover the last one uh, here tonight and talk about um, basically how to get it right. And, you know, it's deeper than just taking away your phones, right? It's deeper than just, than just um, uh, you know, pulling everything away and demanding abstinence uh, from your children. And I believe that the boundaries uh, at a young age definitely need to be set pretty strenuously. And then as they get older, uh, as, they, as they learn, then, you know, more can be uh, let out of that line. And, uh, but I believe, I believe that it is important that we have a mindset of releasing our children because, obviously, that's what's going to happen. Okay? So, in other words, if, you, if we say if it's a, a one-sided decision and we as parents say you're not going to do this under my roof and we and there are times when you have to do that i'm not saying but i'm telling you that if they don't get on board then when they move out from under your roof then they're going to end up going the wrong way so the key is and this is what the video brought out for us to remember that you know we're raising adults we want them at one point in time for them to be able to um, be released into this world and I think that it's important for us to keep that mindset um, so we need to switch okay so there's a time of teaching but there also becomes a time you know, uh, around 12, 13 years old, and it's different for every, every, um, every child. But there needs to become a time where we switch our mindset from teaching to training. All right? In other words, there needs to come a time when, when we are asking the questions. All right? I love that concept. When they're having to come up, with answers okay that's when you know that it's in somebody's heart when you can ask the question and they give you the right answer all right if we're continually being the person uh, who's giving the rules the guidelines the and it's not in the heart of the young person then basically at that at that point in time uh, when they leave then it's gonna you know like I said there will be no boundaries because you aren't there anymore does that make sense to everybody sister Maddie right 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 yeah yeah and that that's good so he talked about 
you know, in an information world, if you're just a person who gives information, then uh, you're you're nothing like any anything else. They can ask Siri, okay, uh, and get information quicker than coming to you and ask you. So it's got to be deeper than just information. All right, you have to build relationship like we talked about last night. Okay, so you need to switch from teaching mode to training mode. The goal of a parent is to be able to release equipped children into the world so that they can serve their generation as we read in the two, in the New Testament that David did. All right, the Bible says in the New Testament that he served his generation. I don't want to raise children that take. I want to raise children that can give to this next generation. Amen? All right, so this is important for us to understand. All right, so a few other things that he said. Whoever touches their phones first pay for the dinner. All right, that's pretty good, huh? All right, sit down to eat somewhere. Whoever touches their phone first has to pay. All right? Uh, so anyway, it's just, you know, making light of it, but also it's reminding them that this is an important time that I would like to spend with the family uh, with no screen time. All right? Value time with your kids. Have fun. Talk. Show them they're heard. And I'll get into that a little bit more. So we talked about children need wisdom, not information. Don't be a parent that just gives information or seeks information. All right? Remember, you're not just seeking information from them. You're seeking relationship from them. All right? Wisdom is the principles of right living that are transferred through these three ways. Observation, that which I see. Reflection, that which I think on. And experience, that which I do. All right, I'll repeat it. You ready? Observation, that which I see. Reflection, that which I think on and experience that which I do. All right, everybody get that? So these are the three ways that we transfer wisdom. All right, so it's important what they see. It's important what they think about. It's important what they experience. Okay, now I want to kind of go into a few, a few other things that I feel like is important uh, to talk about. Like I said, I won't try to be too long here tonight uh, as we've been trying to get you out in an hour and haven't done it so far so we'll, uh, we'll uh, see if we can keep that keep that keep that uh, going here all right so when you take a look at your child all right so tonight when you go home and you're looking at your child all right are you grandparents the next time that you see your grandson or your, or your granddaughter I want you, to, I want you to, to look at them and hear these three things. Are you ready? They want to be seen. They want to be touched. And they want to be heard. Okay? Your children want to be seen. They want to be touched. And they want to be heard. All right? Now, somebody say, well, I try to grab my kid and try to pick him up. Man, he throws a fit. He wants to get down and run around. What does he do whenever he gets hurt? Okay, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, there are times whenever, whenever you know, I'm not, I'm not, but you understand what Brother Jared's trying to tell you here today. All right, so let's, let's go through these three things, all right? 
Number one, they want to be seen. Notice your children. Don't allow a day to go by where they pass you by 50 times and you don't notice them. And I'm going to tell you something. That's easy to do when you're, on, when you're on the Internet, when you're on your screen time, when you're on your children on their phones, our households on our phone. Nobody notices anything anybody's doing. We're all doing something different. That's what this screen time is doing to us. All right, so notice your children. We're talking about how to get it right, all right? So they want to be seen. Notice your children. Notice not just, you know, it's easy for us to pick out the bad behaviors, isn't it? All right? You know, I guarantee that there's somebody here today that sometime this week that you vented to somebody about how a, a bad behavior that, that your child did, you know. Or maybe that's the first thing that you think about, you know. They could have done 100 things good today, but you're thinking about that bad behavior. All right, so too many times we're focused in on the negative because we want our children to be perfect, right? How many of you know that that's never going to happen? Okay, it's never going to happen. Now, you may think that they're perfect, but come to me afterwards. I'll tell you a problem that your child has. <laughs> I work with them in the school. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. But they're... They're not going to be perfect. So what do you, what do you think is going to happen if you're continually pointing out the bad thing that your child does and never pointing out the good behavior? All right? Dr. Dobson says it like this. He said, never tell your child that he's a bad child because if you convince him of that, he will become that. Okay? So he's not a bad child. He may have had a, a bad, made a bad decision or show some bad behavior, all right? But he's a good child that just needs to, this bad behavior needs to be corrected. Does that make sense to everybody? So we're never, we're never talking about how bad that our child is because when we do that, we're naming them, we're telling them they're going to live up to it, I promise you, all right? So notice your child's good behaviors, I've noticed with my children that if I bring something out, I've, I've said this before, but one of my kids were not very affectionate whenever they were younger. So I, I, I uh, gave him a name, and it was a superhero name that was something to do with sugars or something. I can't remember what it was. All right, but I gave him that name, and I talked about that being the superpower, and Daddy loved that and everything. And did you know that, that it, completely, it completely changed the way that, that he acted? And he became more affectionate, okay? So, uh, notice those, point those things out. When you talk about the good behaviors and they want to live up to whatever makes you excited. Why? Because they want to be seen. They want to be noticed. And let me tell you something. If the I want you to hear this, okay? If the only thing you're noticing is the bad, and that's the only way that they can get your attention, Think about what's going to happen. All right, they're going to, to start acting out because they know that that's the only way to get mom's attention or that's the only way to get dad's attention. All right? Okay, so notice them. Notice their good behaviors. Notice their new interests. Be involved with them in such a way that you know whenever there's something new, you know, coming, coming on. All right? 
don't be, you know, you know, don't be one of those parents where, you know, your your child says, you know, hey, I signed up for basketball. This is my first basketball practice. Are you serious? Well, I had no clue. All right. No, be one of those parents that you're talking to your child, all right, and you're 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 seeing their new interests and you're able to talk to them about those new interests and get involved with them. All right, mentors in this church, get involved with those who don't have a mom and a dad uh, that, you know, that are, that are uh, maybe Christians or that are, get involved with them. Find out what their interests are. I love what my dad used to do, the bus kids that would come in. He would go out and watch their, their baseball games, all right, with them. He's showing their interest. Now, whenever they come to church, back to church, on Sunday morning, he could talk to them about their baseball game, all right? And by doing that, he connected with them, all right? So the mentors of this church, it's, it's important for us to be able to provide that and to be those, um, be able to see those who maybe aren't seen by anybody. So what the children want to be seen. Number two, they want to be touched. I love uh, um, why you do the things you do uh, it's a book here um, by Dr. Tim Clinton, and he talks about uh, parenting secure kids instead of insecure kids. And one of the things he, one of the things he brings out is the T factor. So there's five T factors that he brings out. I'm going to talk about two of them, but one right here is touch. We were taught in grad school. He says that kids need 11 touches a day, but at least one expert says that a 100 touches a day would be better. We agree. From high fives to wrestling matches to strokes of the hair, squeeze of the hand, good night kisses, find ways to touch your kids. Those of you uh, with babies, hold them gently and lovingly, not just functionally. Pause for effect. All right? Hold them gently and lovingly, not just functionally. Snuggle them. Rock them. Soothe them with soft singing. And above all, enjoy them. Because I promise you, they're not going to be that, that, that way for long. Within the safety and warmth of your arms, children learn that relationships are nurturing and secure. All right? Children want to be touched. All right? That's one way of showing them love. All right? And then the last one here, so we said children want to be seen, children want to be touched, children want to be heard. I, I, I don't know if anybody else is guilty of this. I don't want to hear it. I've already made up my mind. The decision has been made. I don't care what your opinion is. It doesn't matter because daddy has spoken. All right? You see what I'm saying? Now, I, I'm, I, I know that there are times whenever you have to put a stop to if there's argument and everything, but too much of that, what are we conditioning our children to do? All right? Why do we have to do this, dad? Because I said so. All right, what what are we, what what are we? (laughs) 
It's a rough day today. <laughs> All right, so what are, what are we conditioning our children to do at that point? What are we saying about their opinions? All right, what are we saying about we're conditioning them that we don't want to hear you. We don't want to hear your opinion. We don't want to hear, uh, you know, your side of the story. We don't want to hear what you want to bring to the, to the, all that matters is what I say. Now, how long do you think that that will last before they'll go somewhere else? All right, think about that. How long do you think that that will last for your child? Probably up to about 12, 13 years old. And then they'll find somebody else that will hear their opinion. And then all of a sudden, you'll hear them in the bedroom, you know, that they may not even be talking to anybody but themselves. But themselves are listening. They walk away from you. Well, I'm going to tell you. Anybody ever heard that before? Their opinion's going to get out there somewhere, I guarantee you, even if it's between them and the floor. All right, so what are you saying, Brother Jerry? I'm telling you, they want to be heard. Your children want to be heard. So it's important for us to see our children, to touch our children, and to hear our children. If we don't, we're conditioning our children to basically become a part of what a lot of people are, a lot of children are to their parents. They're simply not sharing. They're simply not talking. All right, their parents, they don't even, they don't even want to have that conversation. I've talked to them before, and I'm going to tell you right now, I've counseled with them, and I've taught them right here in this school for years, 17 years now. I'm going to tell you something. They've come to me many times and said, well, me and my parents don't have that kind of relationship, or I can talk to them. I can tell you multiple times where that's, that's been the case. Have a problem with pornography. I can tell you right now, I had a, had a meeting right up here in this room. And, and that child looked at me and I said, I said, well, you know, you've got this problem. You need to tap into to the people that God has placed around you. You need to talk to your parents. And they told me, they said, oh, me and my dad, we don't really have that, that kind of relationship. Man, that would kill me. That would kill me to think that my child would say would say that about me all right so hear them so if you see them if you if you touch them if you hear them by doing these things we are giving them what they really want and what they really want is what they want to be loved your children want to be loved and let me tell you something you can say that you love them all you want but unless you're seeing them touching them, and hearing them, then you're not, that's not the message that you're sending to them. Okay? All right. So, how do we love? All right, so we talked about these three things that are important. But I want to talk about one of these other T factors that I think is vital one of these times I'll do a lesson on the five T factors because it's just so full of good stuff. Kids spelled love, T-I-M-E. All right? That spells time, if you were wondering. Okay? 
<laughs> Kids spell love, T-I-M-E. <laughs> Excuse me. In case you haven't noticed, parenting requires lots of love, and giving lots of love takes time. Some parents, however, make a distinction between quality of time and quantity of time. However, oh, I'm sorry. They say what kids really need is quality time. What they're really saying is, I don't have much time for my children, but when I do, I want to have lots of fun. All right, that's what it is. We're going to go, as long as we take a, a, a few vacations, I can spend more time in the office. I can, sp I can spend over time. I can do everything in the office as long as once every quarter we take a weekend vacation. We have that real big one to Florida once a year. All right? As long as we can do that, I'll give them, and at that point, I'll give them quality time. But here's the problem. Between quarter one and quarter two, there's a lot of life that happens in between there. Okay? But between Florida trip and Florida trip, there's a year that goes by that life is happening in your child and you're disconnected. All right? Important, uh, but important relationship-defining moments generally don't arrive according to any schedule. Did you hear that? All right? So relation-defining moments, you can't schedule those in. All right? They occur when they occur. To actually have quality time with your kids, you have to spend a lot of ordinary time with them. Isn't that good? Time when you develop trust, learn their language, and come to understand their ways. You have to make an investment. Quality moments with your children happen during many hours of little moments. Quality moments happen in many hours of little moments. Right, those moments... They're in there playing with the Legos. And you walk in there beside them, sit down, and start building with them. Pull out the Lincoln logs. You're building, you're building planes, and, and then you're building, what do they call those that you park planes in? Hangers. You're building hangers for the, for the planes to go in, and you're, and all of a sudden, you, you start figuring out this is their personality and this is their, even at three years old, you're building that relationship. Through what? Through love. Through what? Through T-I-M-E. And I'm going to tell you something. When you start doing it, even though you would think that what O Skip has to say uh, on, what is he, on Fox? Or is he on ESPN? I can't remember. Skip. See Fox. All right, or what so-and-so has to say on this or may be more exciting or whatever, you find that it's really not. You find that when you begin to spend that time with your kids, when those little moments happen, man, there's nothing like them. So learn their language, come to understand their ways, develop trust. You, you may uh, or you have to make an investment. All right, 
talking about when, when you're spending these little moments here's what you're doing you're you're talking about your children's day their triumphs their losses after school sharing dinner time conversations reading stories at bedtime getting drinks of water in the middle of the night and listening to the story of bad dreams the next morning moments like these mean so much to kids so let every word you say every cock of your head every movement of your brow tell them I like you in fact I love you and because I do I care about every bit of you curly hair hair freckles and all bottom line kids need both high quality and high quantity time they need you they need you in healthy doses big presents and extravagant escapades pale in comparison to you if you want to do it right give your children you that means step away from your screen put your social media on hold stop answering emails the phone calls and texts can wait and show your your children that they are more important than anything else in this world give them you give them time give them love they need you amen all right so that uh hey look at that it is 759 and we're done can you believe that